Buzzer Podcast, all music, worldwide music started in local music scenes, underground independent unsigned talent, music you choose to hear, not the music mainstream tells you to hear. Hosted by Shay, the Buzzer Podcast is a Canadian broadcast connected to artists around the globe. Hey y'all, I am Shay, and this is the Buzzer Podcast on Air Indie, from my pad to yours over the airways. Today on the show, we have France Band Coffeehouse Anarchists. We're going to talk with the band and talk about their latest EP, Separated by the Sea Part 1, spin a few of the tracks from the album, and of course, talk music. This is the seventh studio album from the band, and they have changed direction and including elements of traditional folk and modern production through the Coffee Anarchist filter. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Enjoy the show. Cheers. Hey, fancy having you guys on from Paris. That's awesome. How are you? Oh, not Paris, France. So, France, Montpellier. What? Am, am I saying it right? Yes, cool. Yeah, Montpellier in the south of France. Holy Hannah, I said it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should know that because I, I didn't tell you, Justin, when we were tweaking. And uh, Alex, uh, uh, my heritage comes from Paris. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, I'm half English, half French. Okay, okay, but, yeah, but uh, from Paris, not from uh, Quebec, uh, Canada. Okay, yeah, it's pretty Maybe cool. Maybe we can, well, we can do the interview half in French and half in English if you like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, my, it's rusty. Uh, one of my uh, children is uh, fluently bilingual, she lives in Montreal. All right, uh, yeah, nice. she's uh, creative, she's fluently. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't call myself fluent, so we're going to do this in English for today. Okay, well, <laughs> okay. For yeah, that okay. works for us, definitely. Okay, we're here to talk about your latest release, uh, incredible release. It uh, happened on December 2nd, and uh, I want to talk about that. Uh, can you give me, before we talk about the album, can you give me a bit about your backgrounds? Uh, I know you're brothers, so. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't really ask how you formed. You <laughs> met at birth. Um, yeah. So um, t- talk about the evolution of the band and how you came to this point and a bit about your backgrounds as uh, growing up and how you were introduced into the music space. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good question, uh, Justin. Why don't you take the uh, Why don't you take this one? Um, well, I mean, for Alex and I playing together, I actually taught Alex to to play the guitar. So, I mean, there was always guitars and instruments around at home, and okay. I would be just sort of locked in my bedroom playing with it. And um, I think Alex could hear it from the other side of the room and just sort of got Constantly. the excitement of, about playing. And um, yeah, I went away to university and I came back and Alex had found one of my old guitars and was playing around with it and I was like well maybe Alex shall I show you how to play this properly I went again away again and six months later I'm like whoa how did you get so good what happened is this like Robert Johnson again 
<laughs> hard work is the, uh, is okay. the answer to that one. Yeah. Yeah, absolute hard work. Okay. So, yeah. so if you were went to university and came back to see Alex working on your guitar, you must have a couple of years between you. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I'm four years older than Alex. Okay. That's not that yeah, far. So- <laughs> not not really. I mean, I'm I'm known as, you know, I'm the little brother. So I was the one that did more of the mistakes, but kind of got away with it a little bit more, I think. Is yeah. probably Are you the youngest of the family? I, I am, yes. Well, you get away with hell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's it's the older it ones. It's the older ones that have to have to forge that uh, pathway. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and actually, our mum was very patient with the sort of learning process with guitar. As Justin just said, he was constantly playing his guitar, locked in his room, kind of learning new stuff, trying to go his own route with it, really. Um, so my mum went through that uh, and then went through the same thing again with me, really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, credit where credit's due. Uh, we also used to have a drum kit in our house, uh, which got a lot of playing so uh you know the neighbors yeah. as well so yeah okay. everybody got some yeah so you play the drums and you both play the guitar yeah we, we play several instruments to be honest like personally I wouldn't call myself just a guitarist like uh I play a little bit of keyboard I play a little bit of drums I play a little bit of bass and uh it's, it's the same for Justin like like you just said we often had instruments around the house and we were actively encouraged to kind of pick them up make some noise create it see what happens really that's really cool. So you both, I guess, learnt by ear. Never yeah, had absolutely. Any I mean, I didn't get that. And it's something. Yeah, we never had like formal lessons, you know, where you go to like a, a conservatoire and they teach you how to read music or anything. Oh, it was cool. more like, you know, you listen to your Beatles records and try and work out, was that a B7 for minor or something? And it's just kind of uh, through listening and loving music, really. Yeah, yeah cool. That, that, yeah, so, that constant desire. Is it part of your DNA? Like, are any of your parents into music? Um, not so much our parents, but our grandparents were all musicians. They, yeah, that was very much uh, something that we we grew up with from being very, very young. Oh, that's very cool. Okay, so did you start on an acoustic or electric guitar? Uh, acoustic, basically, because it was cheaper. To be completely honest. Yeah, I hear yeah. that. <laughs> And then I got oh. Justin's yeah. cheaper one after that. So, yeah. Oh, it was cool. worth a lot less after I'd had it for a few years, for sure. Yeah, yeah but cool. it's, yeah, it got that, us to where, you know, it got the story started, you know, so we love that that old guitar. I think that's great. I think it's great. I think it's awesome that you two can, as brothers and bandmates, like do uh, forge together of creating music and you're doing really, really well. Your music is incredible. Thank uh, you, Thank you. Um, I'm probably going to get surprised on when I ask the next question about your influences, because I have a hard time pinning down your music. <laughs> like I've listened to some of the past uh, releases. I, I see rock. I see folk. I see folk rock. I see alternative uh, a lot <laughs> and a lot of yeah. other mixes. <laughs> and we had that discussion before we got on the air. Um, so uh, I'll leave it to who wants to answer what are your influences and how do you feel what I said about your music being non-definable um I mean yeah 
it's we, we get asked this question quite a lot about our influences and and we've we've seen throughout the years that justin and i have very similar influences but we also have bands that he favors slightly more than i do along the kind of nick cave nick cave and the bad seeds whereas i'll lean more towards uh, a kind of a through fighters um so we we share a lot of bands in common like the classics you know the beatles the stones led zepp bowie um but you know fundamentally we both learned to play out of guitar chord books from like oasis and the beatles so we really you know we really learn a lot of certain chord progressions and certain things along those lines mm-hmm. uh, in terms of of genres uh like yeah like we said before we don't really know where to put ourselves we we generally say to our our fans and our friends and our our listeners just what do you think you know you can you can be part of this journey with us like what what's your two cents where would you where would you put us because at times yeah we can be quite punk we can be quite rock we can be quite acoustic quite folk um electro electro pop so yeah, it's quite it's quite a difficult answer, but we're quite proud to be almost undefiable. We like that. It's almost a badge of honor. You know, we never want to do the same thing twice. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is totally that. And in terms of like artist, I mean, I'm really influenced certainly by the Beatles, but also by Bowie, the way that he was able to change from album, from period. And mm. there's very few modern artists that are capable of doing that. So like Alex said, Nick Cave is one of those artists. And it's um it's really interesting to see how certain albums define certain periods for for um, artists, and it's something mm, that we 100%. try and do. So for us, we we won't ever really repeat what we've done. So if we've used one way of recording or one way of songwriting, we always try and change it almost to make it detrimental to ourselves to start off with, because you kind yeah. of think, you know, how how do we reinvent this again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get that, I get that, and as I said before to you, both of you. Isn't that the way David Bowie? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Worked? Yeah, you never knew what he was going to put out. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. It's kind of like, yeah, no, it's it's um it's like that quote he said where um if you you know if you if you when you're making music and you feel like you can touch the bottom and you're swimming you're in the wrong place but if you feel you're kind of drowning a bit that's the right place for you to start to make music and that's really the way we approach it. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And I love that kind of, I love it when you can't put an artist in a box, to be honest with you. It confuses me as a programmer. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go. I asked it for 10 minutes. Okay, what is this release going to fit? Okay, but no, it's pretty cool. We're going to be listening to Beneath the Willow Tree first. Uh, it's, It's a bit darker. Or a lot more darker, uh, a lot darker and yeah. uh, very emo or emotional than what you've previously put out. Uh, we're gonna spin it now and talk about the track after. Wake up now, your time has come. The servants sleep and morning bells have not yet rung In darkened arches deals are done My father says the lamb must be laid low As we move through fields frozen by the snow Yeah. 
past a bridge stood by the mill A narrow pathway climbs up high above the hill The cockerel crows to break the still My father says, y'all, I have is yours But tonight the wolves are howling at the door He takes the rope, he ties around Holds out his arms now falls to the ground in the wind It blows through the willow tree And strike from nine till noon. Mirrors break and velvet curtains tear in two. The snowdrifts blanketing the moor. My father now has left. Let his footprints leave the death that bears my name His fallen rise, his winter skies The sun comes up now before your eyes can leave me Tell me a bit about the song. Okay, well, this was the first song we um, we actually put together for the album. So our previous album was called Simon Says Party, and it was really supposed to be a fun party album, very electronic in terms of the, the sounds we were using. And I wanted to kind of switch it completely and move to something more organic, more traditional, really. But at the same time, not make it sound too dated, because if you listen to a lot of purely uh, acoustic records or purely uh, drums, guitars, they can sound a little bit dated. So I wanted to bring it forward. Uh-huh. And originally, the song started just as on an acoustic guitar, to be completely honest. So it's very much going back to the way Alex and I learned to play guitar. Yes. And But it, when I actually got to start uh, producing the track, because we do all the production stuff, we do all the recording, the mixing, the engineering... I was still in Simon's party mode, so I was still using the same beats, the same kind of sounds, similar loops. And you could kind of feel that end of that album as the influence on it, but moving forwards into the next stage. So you've got an electronic feel to it, but I knew I wanted to take it somewhere darker. And so that's why it kind of has this not so much monotone, but it's very narrative and very flat in terms of the melodic structure of it. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I, I like that. So was there an, uh, a particular uh, concept or ethos around the album Separated by the Sea? It's five tracks, um, right? And uh, yeah, 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 is totally. there a message that you were going to... Well, in terms of, 
it's to be honest it's only when you sit back afterwards i think you kind of realize oh right that was what i was trying to say because we don't set out with this defined idea of this is what we want to say and this is where we're going it more kind of happens as we develop the creative process but in terms of like the ideas coming through it is very much a an, uh, an album with set, uh, like self isolation of separation obviously with the title separated by the sea even loss and these are ideas that i tried to mirror with the sound so sonically it's quite heavy it's very dense in parts yes um it's not an easy listen it's not something you're going to put on and go oh instantly i love this it's certainly going to take you a couple of listens to really get into you know the vibe of the album as such yeah it's a great track to chill out to though you're like a great album to chill out to Oh, great. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if, um, <laughs> I stick it on the background, then yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could suggest a way to do that, but I won't say it on the air. Right, right. No, they're pretty cool. Um, we're going to be listening to Spanish Ladies next. Um, and what, what, what point in the album is that track? And why did you select it for that lineup in the album? That's a good question, actually. It's second on the album in terms of the the uh, the order, but mm-hmm. it was a track we were really hesitant about putting on. It was right up until the final cut we were deciding, well, should we put it on? Should we not put it on? And in the end, we kind of were like, okay, it sounds great. Why not? Honestly. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. I mean, we always uh, always tell our friends and our family and our fans that like we are our biggest critics. So we go through a huge filtering process. There's a lot of thought and sort of effort and energy of um, how we decide to do the track listing, etc. And we always go through like a kind of like a final cut where we'll we'll have a couple of beers, ask some close friends to come along, and we'll listen to it and we'll see what we think. What kind of vibe are we getting from it? What kind of feeling are we getting from it? But um, separated by the sea it's actually a, a part one of two hence why there's five tracks on it so yeah, it's kind of the, the first part of of the story per se yeah I was holding that back oh <laughs> you're right it's uh it's a pretty cool way to to release the album I like it I like it so is Spanish ladies about Latin lover it to, to be honest this song is a traditional song so it's like a 17th 18th century track and mm-hmm. we didn't really change any of the lyrics or the melody. All we tried to do was just give it an emotional feeling that fit into this context of being separated by the sea. So the song is about British sailors leaving the Spanish ladies that they liked very much. Yeah, that's incredible. That's Relatable. Incredible. Pardon me, Justin? I, I, um, or was it Alex? Alex? <laughs> yeah, I said it's uh, it's relatable of the idea of British soldiers leaving the Spanish lovers and uh, going back home. <laughs> well, I love the track. I love the track. We're going to spin it now, Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you, Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you, ladies of Spain. For we've received orders to sail to old England. Open a short while to see you again We'll rant and we'll roar Like true British sailors We'll rant and we'll roar All on the South Seas Until we strike soundings In the channel of old England Mushant to silly It's 35 leagues 
Now let every man drink off his full bumper And let every man drink off his full glass We'll drink and be jolly and drown melancholy And here's to the health of every fair-hearted lass collaborate outside of your brothership or your being a brothers or within the band like do you seek out uh uh producers and well i mean in terms of production i tend to do i do a fair bit of production I, i've done production and stuff for other people mixing but what we like is that we've got so many different ideas and because i can do uh, the production, the mixing. We don't have to pay for studio time with anybody, so it allows us a lot of space to do creative things. Mm-hmm. And where do you produce your tracks? Uh, I've got a home studio set up, and then what I'll do is um, I've worked with the same mastering engineer for uh, ooh, for about 10, 15 years now. So then mm-hmm. when we're getting to a finished stage, and I take things over there just to be polished at the end. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't ask, but um, I think listeners want to know, is it a two-piece band or do you have other members that are part of the band? Yeah, so uh, we, we're, yeah. Yeah, we're actually three. Um, we, so obviously Justin and I are both British guys. We've got a French guy uh, that's been playing bass with us for many, many, many years. Actually, he was officially part of the band before I was. Um, okay. His name is Will. And he's a very, very talented uh, musician, specifically in terms of bass. Um, Sometimes when I hear old McCartney bass lines, he's got this melodic feeling to it. And Will has got exactly, not in a McCartney way, but a very identifiable way that you can hear it and say, yeah, that's definitely him playing the bass. Um, He he brings a lot to the table as well. He's a great uh, singer. He does a lot of backing vocals with us. Um, So like, he's definitely a permanent fixture of the band. So yeah, we're a three piece. Yeah, you definitely work well together. And and you're right about uh, his signature sound. You can definitely tell. Definitely tell. So what about Slow Ships? That's the next track that we're going to be spinning. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so uh, Slow Ships was actually a song that I started writing many years ago. Um, Everybody has their own kind of creative process, but personally... I never sit down and think today I'm going to write about 
X, Y, and Z. I kind of just pick up my guitar, I noodle a little bit, and I, I kind of just see what develops from it. And from that, I'll see what happens in terms of, is it going to be a happy song, a sad song, a heavy song, a light song, etc. And I just found these, these chords, this nice melody, uh, just this descending scale. And I thought to myself, wow, I've, I've kind of got lucky here. And it all kind of just fell into place. I just kept persisting with it. I didn't really know what melody I was going to have or anything I was going to do lyrically. Um, and I just picked it up every now and then, every few weeks, I'd, I'd just put five, 10, 20 minutes into it. And then after a little while, I kind of thought, you know, I've, I've definitely got something here. And I, I played it to the band and I said, you know, boys, what do you think? As we said previously, uh, Coffee House Anarchists aren't really like a, a genre-defining band. You know, we're, we're very different. So at the time, mm -hmm. uh, several years ago, it didn't fit any kind of album that we were doing. It wasn't electro, it wasn't rock, it wasn't indie. Um, so we kind of thought to ourselves, you know, let's keep this, let's keep this on the back burner. Let's, mm -hmm. uh, let's, let's see where we can go with it and let's kind of see where it's going to fit, basically. Um, because we don't want to have, uh, you know, as a bit of a cliche, a square peg in a round hole. You know, we want every part of this album, every piece of it to be perfectly slotting into place. So we were sitting on it for a little while. Um, and it's, yeah, little by little, we, we got there. We did a lot of different production on it. We did a lot of different uh, techniques. Justin was fantastic guiding us through that process. Um, and the actual finished version was totally different from the acoustic version I, I recorded in my bedroom. Um, but we, yeah, but we're both very proud of, that yeah, we're very a proud lot. of what it is. Yeah, definitely it does. Really does. You never know what you're going to have in a demo, but like we, we take a lot of time to record them and then take them apart and rebuild them, almost reverse engineering it, really. Yeah, 100%. And so are you guys history buffs? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really into history. I mean, already um, just with the name Coffeehouse Anarchist, it's uh, from Weimar, Germany that I found that. So, yeah, it's something I'm interested for sure. Likewise. Uh yeah, just so there's, there's some of the the lyrics and that, like I pick up a lot of that type of passion for the his, historical. Yeah, that's, that, that's that's very nice to hear that you've mentioned that. That's uh, it's nice that, yeah, because that that definitely is the case. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It gives a lot of depth to your lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we worked really hard on it. I mean, particularly for this album, Separated by the Sea, I was also trying to, to bring in elements of English literature because it's something else I'm interested in, particularly 19th century literature. But um, and it's nice to have lyrics that do have some depth because you hear so many lyrics that are just so simplified simply because they fit the rhyme scheme or there's not enough space in a three-minute song. And I didn't want to be so limited with that. And lyrics for me are something that's extremely important. Mm -hmm. Well, you definitely can tell it shows in your work um, as a, a student of English literature, because that's what I do <laughs> for a living. I'm a professional writer. I was very okay. impressed, incredibly impressed. So we're going to listen you. to Slow Ships right now. As dust dies, as it passes you by. And I need to Every minute now Falling for you And I
honestly, we we uh, had five tracks to choose, and I'll be honest, I'll tell the listeners out there, it was really hard to choose. Okay. It was really hard to choose. It's a great release. Uh, a great. I look forward to the next step of the album. Uh, the uh, there are five tracks. They're going to be released at what date next year? We don't have an exact date at the moment, but we're thinking probably the beginning of spring. Cool. That's perfect time. So where is the best place for fans to follow you uh, to purchase, download your music? Because this is available right now. Well, in terms of uh, buying the music, obviously for most bands, Bandcamp works really, really well because you, you the margins are better for the bands. 100%. Otherwise, the so- social media um alex is to be honest the social media guru because we try and allocate things within the band that so i take more of the production responsibilities alex takes more of the social media so that we can work together as a team but still have kind of jobs that everybody knows they do yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of pretty much the guy that's going to write back to people um so we welcome <laughs> anybody to to reach out to us um so uh, in terms of social media, yeah, uh, we are on Instagram and it's coffee underscore house underscore anarchists. Um, and we're under or on Spotify as coffee house anarchists. And our Twitter handle, this is a bit of a long one. Um, it's at capital C underscore capital H underscore capital A underscore music lowercase. So it's wow. C underscore H underscore A underscore music. Lowercase. So it's a bit, bit of a mouthful that one. How uh, that's unique. How did you come up with all these handles, or was it because a lot of people had that moniker? Um, I mean, we're, we're not going to lie to you, Shay. We like to be as creative as we can be, but sometimes we, we're forced to be creative <laughs> because we're limited. <laughs> Someone else has what we want, I get that. I get that. I thought I had a unique name until I went on social media to get a handle. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I exactly. Yeah, I was like crazy. Uh, but that's cool. I'll make sure that the links are, are very prominently uh, posted on your profile for the podcast episode. So they'll be able to Thank find you. you. It was mm-hmm. incredible having you on the show. Love your guys' music. Please keep me in the loop for the release coming out, hopefully, next Definitely. spring mm-hmm. for the rest of the album. And uh, have a great uh, day. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having us, Shay. It's thank been a you, pleasure Shay. talking with you. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into the show. Sponsored by The Buzzer Media. Thank you to the artists who share their music. Our shows wouldn't happen without their music. Subscribe at thebuzzerpod.com. Fans and artists can submit their request to Shay at thebuzzroll.com. Until next time, cheers.